to another episode of House of Nako. I am your host, Nako, here with you to bring you yet another very trending and very hot topic. We're going to get right into it, y'all, because I had to get Serenity Now, Serenity Now, RIP to Jerry Stiller, the father of Ben Stiller. I believe his sister's name is Amy, but Stiller, whose probably most notable role was he played Frank Costanza. Mad respects and big ups. But yes, I had to get Zen Serenity now. I said a prayer before I started this podcast. Yes, I think I'm going to do that from now on just to get myself more centered. And I think it will help with concentration and things of that nature. But people... I'm zen right now, but I was livid just a few minutes ago. Livid. I had to calm myself down. My husband is in a Zoom meeting. He can't come and do what he does to help me calm down. So I had to, yes, get zen with it and get God with it before I could come and do this episode because I am mad, okay? Mad. And let me tell you why I'm mad. And I will not hold it from you any longer. Let's get into it! Say what? Say what? Say what? Oh, oh, So I am straight up livid, as I said, because I received an email from a congressman who I don't even know how I got on his email list, probably because I've donated to the Bernie campaign or I volunteered somewhere. But I've been getting these multiple emails from this congressman Anando Asparindo I don't know what his name is I don't even know I'm like am I in your district well am I in your district I don't know but I received lots of snail mail from this congressman just you know telling oh I did this today oh I did that today blah 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 and many emails like oh let's talk and many around corona town hall meetings about coronavirus And I usually just take a very quick look at them and keep it moving. This time, I was led to pay attention to uh, this particular email from this congressman because he was highlighting the upcoming Democratic primaries that are taking place in New York on June 23rd. Now, I will, it's almost going to have to be backtracking because there has been some draw to the mach, y'all. And I will spill all that tea about where our Democratic primaries were just a few weeks ago and where they are now. That is a whole other story that I can either do in another episode or we're going to do a second part to this segment because I am mad and a part of me releasing this all is having this show. So we need to talk about this now. (laughs) Now! Okay, so this congressman, I pay attention 
to this email I mean he sends like seriously two or three a week usually ignoring them but the spirit led me to pay attention to this email and the subject matter was the democratic primary that was canceled previously but is back on now for June 23rd now when I received word I've been following this very carefully and um, have had eight shows about the democratic uh, process and I'm using air quotes here very heavily democratic process <laughs> so I was very interested I'm like okay wh- what is this congressman trying to tell me about the rescheduled uh, democratic primary I am so glad that I clicked on this email and actually read it so then he's just reminding us of that it's been rescheduled and you can go here to giving these websites about what to do next so number one before I even get into why I am so mad I guess a part of that and the starting of the anger was clicking on the link that I was given in this email to then go to this site, a uh, voter or board of elections site, where you had to... Basically, that's when I learned that the primary is still being held. So poll workers and everyone associated with primaries and elections are going to have to risk during a lockdown time even if june if it's getting less and less that's still a big risk to have it actually actual in-person voting i thought that this whole thing was to circumvent the whole covid not lockdown and try to uh, prevent what happened in Wisconsin and other places where it's just ridiculous. Six feet di- social distancing while people are lines are like for miles and miles. It just seemed a hot mess. So I thought New York was trying to, again, avoid all of that and have something that was safe, but to still give us our constitutional rights to vote, right? You would think that, but no, they're still holding them, which I think is ridiculous. And then Basically, I thought the whole thing was going to be a mail-in ballot situation. Everybody, if you're participating, has to mail in your ballot. Not that they were going to have the election take place in person. And you can, Cuomo used his executive power to say that the absentee ballot situation can be applied for COVID if you either have it or you're caring for someone with it, or you just don't want to get it and you'd prefer this way. Now that to me is a more, first of all, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots. I have mentioned, and we've done shows about the investigative work that Greg Palast, who is one of the premier top investigators out the investigative reporters who are exposing corruption on government levels, not just the United States government. He's done a lot of work with Venezuela as well and so much more in his illustrious career. But he has done a lot of work uncovering the mass injustice of voter suppression in this country from corporate and the donor class from within the ranks of the government itself or those two entities working within each other 
the bottom line is still suppression. The bottom line is stealing the vote so that they can have their way, have their cake and eat it too. That's it's, This is about greed. Cor- this corruption really is at the base of greed and Greg Palace's work really outlines that beautifully and clearly and really sounds the alarm for us to wake up and take this... A whole country back, including our system of government, and demand that a real democracy be in place. So my first point of anger and confusion was that, like, why are they holding these elections in person if you're giving us the ability to mail them in and email i mean uh digitally i was shocked because of how archaic the state and federal government systems are that they were even going to allow us or that it was capable to vote online and if you obviously had that capability before so why haven't we used it until now but whatever and of course they can find ways to steal online and to steal mail ballots and so So I brought up Greg Palast, not just to sing his praise, but to bring up the fact that his research has supported that mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, are a surefire way for the powers that be to eliminate those votes. Those votes get easily tossed, easily like, oh, they didn't fill out, oh, absentee, blah, 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 blah. And so he said that and has given uh, evidence to support that time and time again. So that really, you know, did not sit well with me that this wasn't the way it was or how I perceived this before I got this email from this Congress, uh, Congress person was that the whole election process was going to take place by mail. I didn't even, they had never mentioned, or at least this was the first time I had heard that it was going to be available also via uh, online as well. But I thought that the whole thing, not that they were still going to allow some people to come in who wanted to risk it all to vote in person versus the uh, mail-in and now the newly learned online process so that just really threw me off because I feel like that's going to first of all it's already confusing that it was on and was canceled now it's back on again there was a whole lawsuit and like I said I will tell that whole uh, situation and my analysis of it in another segment because right now I'm mad okay calm down so so that, what I just explained, learning that, 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 that it was going to take place and that it was not going, it was going from, from what I perceived to be like an all statewide mail-in situation, not absentee, not being called absentee, but now that they're actually holding it, that you can actually go vote in person and anyone who does wants to avoid that is going to have to fill out an absentee ballot. It just puts it more in that dynamic that Greg Palast has shown us that happens when they want to suppress the vote, which is um, using absentee ballots to 
have those be the ones that they dispose of. So that was really disheartening to learn. But then it gets worse. So then I learned on this New York voter registration site that you have to register, even though you are already a registered voter. You can look up. They're like, hey, check and make sure if you're a registered voter. So that's what I did. I already know that I I checked it. I checked it recently, probably a couple months ago, when this whole uh, kerfuffle was going on with just the whole primary, uh, probably after Super Tuesday, I checked, like, let me see what's going on. And everything looked kosher. So I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. So yeah, so you have to register to get an absentee ballot, which is absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. So, and that registration cutoff is the 16th or so, and the actual primary is held on the 23rd of June. Many New Yorkers do not know. First of all, they don't even know that it was canceled to begin with in that whole lawsuit. They probably don't even know about that because they're concentrating on COVID and focusing on the fear and consumption and panic buying that they're not thinking about this primary right now, especially in New York, especially in the places where this COVID has been more intense. And New York is one of those places. So most people don't even know what's been going on with the primary. But now even if the people who are concerned about it know now that it's back on, I am sure that many of them are like, oh, okay, I'm going to just do it uh, absentee ballot. I'm not going to stand in line and to do all this polling stuff during this lockdown situation. But are they shouting from the rooftops, hey, you have to register even though you are a registered voter for absentee? No, they're not. So that made me even like more upset. And I'm, I, it's not that it's, I shouldn't be that upset. It should be expected. But just to go to these lengths... And when you see it in your face, it's one thing to be reading about it in Greg Palace's book, how they're doing it in the deep south in Alabama and in Mississippi, how they're suppressing the vote in North Carolina with Jim Claiborne saying, I know Joe, Joe knows us. Like that's voter suppression, a way of voter suppression. But when you're reading about it and you're thinking, and I know that voter suppression happens all over this country, all over this globe, but reading about it in different states is very different than having it be up in your face, up to you. You yourself are experiencing, you're like, wait, hold on now, wait a minute. This is not cool. And this is exactly what happened to me, y'all. Say what, say what, say what, say what? No, no, oh, oh, not cool. Not cool. So as I had mentioned before, just a little while ago, that I did, after all the mess with Super Tuesday, just go and make sure that I was registered, even though I am on point with that stuff, whenever the election time comes around, especially from 2016, I was very adamant to make sure that all my ducks were lined in a row and made sure that the right information was there and everything has been smooth and kosher. I remember I did think about changing my party after 2016. Thought about it, okay? Thought. But then I remember, because I, as you know, if you listen to the show, 
was very heavily involved in Bernie's campaign in terms of volunteering my time, canvassing, and phone banking for Bernie at that time. So I was really clued in, really glued in, connected. So I learned back then that if I wanted to be an independent, because I was like, F this political, like, not political, but this uh, democratic uh, national committee and this whole thing. I was just so over it. Um, so I wanted to change my party to independent, but then learned that in New York, I think it goes state by state. I don't think it's a federal thing, but in New York in particular, if you do not belong to a particular party, you can't vote in their primary. So, you have to be a registered Democrat. That's how they, in 2016, a lot of independents did not know that. They thought that they could still vote in the Democratic primary. And in New York and other states, I believe I learned during the earlier primaries in places like I think Iowa and New Hampshire, other states, let's just say, if I don't know them specifically, you can change your party affiliation that day if you want to in a separate form if you go in to vote. But in New York, you can't do that. So the Democratic primary, you have to be a registered Democrat to vote and no other party. So I made sure that, you know, even though I was felt so betrayed in 2016 by seeing how they did our boy Bernard, just how ruthless and mafioso the whole thing was, I was like, I have to stay a Democrat, especially if at that point we didn't know Bernie was going to run again. But I was like, I'm not I'm not blue no matter who at this point, like this point, it's a wrap in my mind. But when I learned that if Bernie were to run again as a Democrat and you can vote for him, I was like, I have to stay, I have to stick with it as a part of a larger and greater plan. So like I told y'all, I checked just a few months ago and everything was straight with my registration, including what party I was affiliated with. Okay. So fast forward to today, when I go on the New York voter registration site to double check that making sure everything is kosher before you go to the application for the absentee ballot, it had everything right with my name and my address, everything like that. But when it got to party affiliation, it said BLK. And I was like, what the heck is BLK? I've never seen that. I've been voting since I was eligible and I've never seen BLK. I didn't know what that meant. I was like, does it mean black? <laughs> well, all right. I'm down with the black part. But other than, I was like, I know it doesn't mean black. Does it mean blank? I don't know what this means. So then I had to Google what BLK meant in these codes, political codes. And then I learned... Uh, I learned that BLK stands for no party registered affiliation, no party affiliation. Bottom line is you are not with a party. And I was like, immediately, it was like my heart just dropped. 
to my stomach. You had, you know, the feeling, what are they called? Butter, butterflies, what, whatever it is, like that gut instinctual when like something is oh so wrong. This is exactly the feeling that I had on top of like a growing, seething anger. That's why I had to meditate, y'all, and I had to pray and release it. And that's why I had to share it with you all because, oh my God. Okay, so these people went in, like the corruption is so real, y'all, and on fire, okay? So that these people went in, they are so afraid, of Bernie Sanders and the revolution, the political revolution that he started, even though this man is not officially in the race, they know that his constituency, or not even his constituency, but the people who came together, blood, sweat, and tears to volunteer and gave money to this man will still write his name on the ballot and they would still check his name off the ballot and in this whole political process, as Bernie said when he gave his, not his concession, but his uh, campaign, um, the end of his campaign speech, he said that he was encouraging people. If he gave one directive to the people that had voted and uh, supported for him, voted previously in 2016 and were supporting him now for 2020, he said, vote for me in the primary so I can pick up uh, delegates and that I can have leverage. Now, I had heard so many political, progressive political analysts talk about your leverage is done, basically. What leverage are you talking about? This is only leverage that they're willing to give. And I, from my political standpoint, was also thinking that this leverage that he's talking about, what, what kind of leverage is that really going to amass to? But y'all, it must be amassing to something because the lengths that these people in New York, I believe it's like 246 delegates that are up for grabs. Okay, so at the end of the day, they are not trying to give even one of those delegates to Bernard, which is why they were trying and not trying. They did. They succeeded in taking, quote, shutting it down the primary and then saying that, oh, other local elections can still happen but the primary i mean for the democratic for the presidency can't happen which is clearly to me nothing other than we do not want bernie to pick up any delegates so we're just taking them all off live from brooklyn new york this is house all of not live from brooklyn new york this is house all of this is voter suppression. This is criminal for them to go in. And when I say them, I'm talking about Cuomo. I'm talking about the DNC. I'm talking about the donor class who do not want the status quo to change all those who want to put in a Joe Biden or a Cuomo or a Budagudagug or a Klobuchar, anyone who's just going to t- do the bidding of Walsh, Jamie Dimon and uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and all the other crooks on Wall Street. That's what they want. And having anything, any whiff of what 
this democratic socialist who isn't even democratic socialist in the true definition of the form. Bernie is more in the middle when it comes to democratic socialism. I've read that the democratic socialists of America don't even consider Bernie to be a democratic socialist. They called him a social democrat is what he truly is. And I agree with that assessment. But regardless, the policies that Bernie was running on, the policies that he claimed that he was going to put forward through an executive order, that's what I'm focusing on. And that's what most of the people who believed in Bernie 2020 were focused on. It wasn't about the man, because the man said very clearly, not me, us, from Jump Street. So if you were in it, because you have some obsession with Bernie Sanders, which I know a lot of people do, and I get it. He's one of those enigmatic characters <laughs> that you are drawn to that you could have that type of feeling for. However, I am enigmatic, I am passionate, and so many others about the uh, platform and the positions that he and the change that he truly wanted to make in this country not the change that Obama was just giving lip service to the real changes that can uh try and level the economic and social uh uh climate in this country to make it more equal because the inequality the imbalance has gone on for too long and imbalance in a body will create disease and uh right now that's where this country is in and we need uh vaccinations not only for covid but we need a vaccination solution or to just tear it down and start from the beginning i'm not exactly i mean i'm not telling you exactly oh this is the way that we should go i'm just saying that what is happening right now this voter suppression this uh sort of disenfranchisement on top of the financial situation that's going on versus the proletariat versus the bourgeoisie it's just it's getting hot it's getting tight and something's got to give the steam's about to blow people because this is just this type of it was greg palace and so many other people that said but on a recent um and i played that uh clip for you from a uh, podcast in which he was interviewed recently in which he said very simply that without a one man or one person one vote system and having that not be stolen or corrupted or diluted in any way you don't have a democracy that is what democracy is and when they try to mess with that and try to steal it from you outright point blank then we aren't in a democracy. And that's what's happening. And that's why I'm so mad because these people went in and changed my party affiliation from Democratic. I, 
I have been a registered Democrat since I started voting. So it's never changed. I was never green. I was never blue. I was never this. It was always Democrat. I did that because that's the way my parents voted. But then when I started getting politically active and, as I mentioned, volunteering for Bernie, that's when I learned that I had to have that in New York. As long as I lived in New York, other states would be different. But in New York, I couldn't even cast my vote. So I've kept a Democrat. I'm telling you, people, there's nowhere I thought about changing, but I never, ever did. And just a couple weeks ago, I checked and it was Democratic, the same polling place that I go to. I was making sure everything, my name matches the dress matches and everything so these people can't say anything and then lo and behold they go and suppress and steal and go in and change information to say that I'm not affiliated with any party and as I said as or as I researched and have found out Again, I just wanted to make sure I know that I looked it up in 2016. I just wanted to make sure again that you can't, uh, you can't participate in the Democratic Party without, I mean, the Democratic primary without being a registered Democrat. You can, of course, they're saying, not of course, <laughs> I wouldn't even say that now, but you can vote in the general, but the primary, you need to be affiliated with that primary that is holding the election in order to cast your vote for it. So now that they have gone and changed it from without my consent to change it from democratic to black <laughs> to BLK, which is non-affiliated, then I can't vote in the primary. And oh, looks like you couldn't, that I can't just in New York go on election day or even now I thought oh I can just go and change it let me call someone let me and then it had to take some moments after the heat of just being so pissed I had to calm down do my meditation do my prayer to have it like sink in that girl you know that voter registration is over if voter registration was still on then I looked up that I could go in and basically re-register again and then change the party affiliation if voter registration was going on. But then there is another rule that they put in that you can't change your party affiliation X amount of months ahead of an election. So basically, if you were a Republican and you wanted to change a Democrat, you had to do that like two years ago. Like word. I'm telling you all the truth. I'm telling you. So even if New York registration was still open for voting, I couldn't go in and change my party. There's another rule that said that I would have had to do that probably a year or six months. It, it doesn't even matter at this point. Basically, the way they suppressed it, they knew the timelines, they knew how to do it. And now it's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. That's that's what they're saying. I mean, unless what I'm going to go and try and sue or something, which I mean, if it was some class action lawsuit, I'd get down with that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, wow, wow. When you see it just up in your face, it's like, wow, you guys. <laughs> I mean, to me, I'm not even mad anymore. It just really shows how much we, the progressive voice, 
are so powerful. And I don't even need to label it as the progressive voice. It's just the people who want to see change. Whether you call yourself progressive, whether you call yourself left, right, up, down, it doesn't matter. Like, do you want to see, do you want to see a world in which things don't look the way they're looking right now in terms of who's in office, in terms of who has access to health care, in terms of why every time some type of major crisis comes like this, our government is looking after and taking care of the corporations and taking care of the top earners in this country, the top 25 richest people, and then crumbs for the rest of us. But when they need bailouts and when they need, when they're too big to fail, and when they do fail, it's our backs that support them. It's our bucks that they are taking to just get richer and richer and richer and richer. The recent stimulus just just came out again with another 1,200 measly dollars to throw at people when 30, 40, 50 million are filling out unemployment information. It's just, it's bananas. It's bananas. House, house, no, no. But I just encourage you all, yes, and you went through my emotions with me on this episode. I was angry. I couldn't talk. I was so filled with anger. However, I'm going to challenge that anger. And it's not anger anymore. It's understanding. And now it's passion. And now it's okay. How do, what do I do to make sure that we are still on task? To make sure that um, regardless of whether you have the right to vote in the primary or not... What can we do to make sure that the establishment does not divide and conquer us? Let's not fall for these uh, people in the progressive wing who are trying to divide us and to talk about how whack AOC is and a coward Bernie is. Like, we need to be focusing our concentration on this type of stuff and exposing it for what it is. So that is why I had to do this episode immediately and get it up immediately. It's not even a, so for the, I I mean, this is just a cautionary tale to, for all of my New Yorkers, but not just New Yorkers, for all of my people in states who are listening that haven't voted yet, make sure and check that your information has not been changed and hijacked and stolen from you, number one. And if it hasn't, God bless you. And obviously you're going to make your own decision whether or not you're going to go in person or to do it over the phone, over mail. I would, what I was planning to do was even though knowing the risks of absentee and mail-in ballots getting tossed, I would still choose that option rather than to go and... May vote in person, even though 
honestly, every time I voted, except for in 2016 general election where I had to wait in line, it's usually, yeah, just walk in and just do your thing. But I just feel like it's best to be safe than sorry. That's just my motto. But everyone can make their own decisions on what, you know, they want to do and how they want to exercise that that right. But we should all, those of us who are eligible with age, eligible with residency, eligible with registration, should not be stripped of our right to voice our political minds through the vote. That is a constitutional right. It's an inalienable right. And it's something that we need to hold sacred. It's something that I know there's a lot of people who are apathetic and they are just sick and tired of the corruption. So they want to just take themselves out. And you have the right to have that sort of outlook and opinion as well. However, I feel like real change doesn't come from apathy. It comes from uh, collective community and actual work to have this type of change. Like we got to put in the work and the first is to sound the alarm. So that's what I'm doing here, y'all. So make sure that you, uh, make sure that you are, that your registration is correct And then in addition to that, make sure you register before June 16th. I'm speaking specifically to New York residents. Make sure that you are have your absentee application filled out before June 16th so that you could participate in the 23rd, the June 23rd Democratic primary. Okay, y'all. So that's what that's what's up that is what's up is that the corruption is real like there's no denying it there's no oh this is just exaggerated and it's just you guys being sore losers all of that is some propaganda okay because it's real and it happened to me and if it happened to me it has happened to thousands upon thousands if not millions we need to speak up we need to rise up and we need to demand that democracy because what this here what's going on here is the most undemocratic mess voter suppression is just it's disgusting it truly truly is We deserve to have our voices heard. And just because it's not matching up so that you're, you, oh, I'm going to lose. I mean, you're, it's about money. It's about greed. And because your money isn't going to match what you made last year or top with you, your investments, like this is ridiculous. Okay, people ridiculous. However, I don't want to end on that note. There is hope. There is hope because we are aware now we can't be what is the saying ignorance is bliss when you don't know it's like la-di-da but now you know so you gotta pay attention 
tell your neighbors, tell your friends to pay attention. And then, like I said, we've got to keep it together. We've got to keep it together. And at this point, I will do another episode about where my mind is at for what my game plan is for the vote. Now that my Democratic primary voting capabilities are out the window. Um, I mean, I can still try and put in the application, but I know what's up. And I'm letting you know what's up. And regardless, primary or not in in what I'm going to do in the major election. And to me, that would either be to go research more into the Green Party candidates or any other candidates that I might not know about. Or anyone who might throw their hat in the ring <laughs> coming up from now until... You know, when it's too late to be able to do something like that. Uh, But it's either going to be that or writing in Bernard Sanders. Because especially now that I've witnessed this and experienced this myself. I just, it to me, it just shows how threatened... They are by what we are focusing on. We meaning the progressive voice or for those who are for Medicare, Medicare for all and for a living wage and for student loan, you know, debt erasing and forgiveness and those other issues that Bernie had on his platform that we have power They would not be spending this much time to try and derail that if that was not the case. So we need to harness that power and keep together and keep these issues that brought us together in the first place. Keep them forefront. We got to keep our heads to the sky. We can't let these stupid tactics from the donor class and from the establishment sway us from keeping these keeping each other in our hearts and keeping these uh, uh, goals for a better America, for a better today, for a better tomorrow. Okay? So stay encouraged. Stay safe. Still stay safe. I know that summer is creeping. I know it. I know y'all can't wait to get your bikinis on even though they're closing the beaches but y'all please still stay say keep those masks on and I cannot wait to be here again with you all to share the dish and to give encouragement and to keep it moving forward that's what's up y'all so until next time 